Let's begin. We're only starting a little late, so let's try to catch up a little. Yesterday was Daf Pei Ches number 88. Today's Pei Test number 89. We'll do a review of yesterday's Daf. And we are learning Rufus Shlema 4. Amy Bastvora, Dasa Basranya, and and Michal Aviva Basiudas, and anyone else who needs a Rufua. Sure they do. We have in mind. Okay. So uh, we started off yesterday that uh, on the bottom of the page, on the Zayinam and Pei, and basically what was going on is that uh, we're talking about where there's a, a single witness that says that this get has been paid, this shlara, the ksuba has been paid. She's claiming, uh, no, it has not. And uh, she's able to swear and collect. And that's Shvodra uh, Bonham. So, uh, but, um, you know, just to, because after all, he has a witness that he paid. You know, it's kind of, it hurts to pay twice for the same thing, you know. So, what, 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 so the so Papa says there is an Eitza for such a person um, to upgrade the Shua, to get her to swear Shua Um The trick is, is that uh, you pay twice, but this time you're paying with witness. Uh, first we try another witness a, a different witness and then you put the two together the says no no that's not going to work if they're being made on two different things that's not it. you can't add them you can't add them up it's not the same situation. it's not the same situation she could deny each of them and then you'll have to pay a third time no 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 what you got to do is you take the same witness who was there for the first payment and then you take him with another witness and pay in front of two witnesses this time um, this time uh, and then and then you're going to say that I'm paying twice. This guy knows that he's paying twice. So this is actually the payment of the Ksuva. The first one, that wasn't the payment of the Ksuva. That was just a debt, a loan. I lent her the money. She needed the money. And I have an Eid Echot that she borrowed money from me. Ah, an Eid Echot that she borrowed money. So she has to swear to free, from, free herself from having to pay back that loan. Oh, she has to free herself from paying back the loan. So then you can swear that that oath already is a shvodari raisa because it's nothing to do with karka anymore. Only the ksuba has to do with karka, and now it's a it's a real it's a shvodari raisa. That's the idea. What happens if let's say when you gave the money for the for to her, you had two witnesses back then, but one of them was nifter, mace. So now you only have one. That's the catch. There's a difficulty. You're right. No, but I'm saying it's it's the, the I mean you had two like you did everything. Yeah, nothing what can to you do. do. What can you do is so now you have one, so. try to use healthy people for witnesses. What can I tell you? No, but I'm saying like it could happen. <laughs> it can happen. You know, there lots of things can happen. People been gunning for you also. It can happen. What are you going to do? You know what I'm saying? That's different because you did the okay, like the right thing. I understand. Done. I didn't do anything shleik el chosay when somebody gunned me. Did I? No. So that's the uh, Okay, so the same thing. Also, huh? Yeah, it's the way it works. You know, it's the expression in America. It's called, that's the way the cookie crumbles. Okay, I don't know if you heard that one. Yes, sir. Okay. Yeah. okay. Yes, sir. All right. Anyway, so uh, that brings us to, all right, so that's that was the, the, the idea that was sort of, there is a, another little catch that maybe she's going to say that there's two ksubas, but if you let them know, What's going on? Then uh, that the claim of tuksuvas is a, is a pretty weak claim. All right. Next thing we talked about is also that when uh, that that you always need a shvur if you're collecting from the chasim and That means that uh, that basically there's no property 
by the guy who owes the money. It's the property is already in the house, in the you know sold off, and you're taking it away from them. So uh, when taking away from them, you're going to need to collect um, be, um, with uh, with the shua. So so the Gemara says that's also true by Yisomim that it's only bishua. So what does that mean? Who are they collecting from? If they're collecting from the borrower directly. So if the father um, was collecting without a shvo, why should they have to collect with a shvo? They have the star. That should be good enough. So we're talking about Yisaimim. From Yisaimim, they also need to swear as well. Um, because since they're collecting from the orphans of the, of the actual um, creditor, so therefore that's the, they, they need to... Creditor is the guy who borrowed the money, right? With, the debtor is the guy from the debtor. So they, 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 they so they're the child, children of the debtor. So therefore, you owe them. You, you uh, make them swear. Okay. So Rabbi said in the name of Yehuda that this is only if the orphans are saying, "Look, our father said that we bar- that he borrowed, but he also paid back." Um, that's when you can take an oath and 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 collect. But if they said, our father said he never borrowed, then even with the shvu you can't. The Gemara says that's illogical because any, there's a rule, somebody who says I never borrowed, that's tantamount to admitting that he never paid. Because if you never borrowed, you were saying you never paid either, right? So you're mighty and not paying. And as far as you're saying you're not borrowing, but we have a star that proves that you did borrow. So therefore, um, it's basically, that's the, that's the case where you don't have to where you don't have to swear, they would be able to collect even without a shvua if they said that the, the borrowing never happened. It's only where they say, yes, he did borrow, but he paid back. That's where you're going to have to swear that, look, as far as we know, our father never got any, uh, any payment for, for anything. All right, which brings us to the next thing, talking about the next scenario where you always need a shvua, which is nifrash of the husband's out of the picture, he's not around. Then also it's always be shvua. So of Achas Harbir, it says that there was a story before of Yitzchak and Antuchia, and he said that's only for Ksuba because of Chain, but for Balchov, we'll tell him, wait, what's your rush? You'll wait till he comes back. Um, but Rabbi said in the name of Nachman that that's not true, even in Balchov. We don't want everybody going and collecting, you know, uh, you know, borrowing money from a bunch of people, and then go move to Midian Sayyam and, uh, and uh, live, live, live the good life. And uh, he doesn't have to pay till he comes back. Meantime, uh, it's not, you know, meantime, if he has assets here and people lend on assets, so then they'll be able to help themselves if he doesn't, if he doesn't show up as well. Okay. Of course, they still need a shvob, but that's all you need. Reb Shimon said that uh, a line calls Mancha to ask Ksubasa. So we didn't understand which case is Reb Shimon going on. If she's asking for Ksuba, then she needs... Uh, then if she's asking for a then she needs to swear to the Yorshim. If she's not asking for a she does not need to swear to the Yorshim. What's the case? So Rabbi Yermia says it's going on the line of Nefrash Lebefanov. Then it needs to be always Bishavua. That's no matter what she's claiming, Mizonos or Ksuva. And Rabbi Shimon is saying, no, it's only if, if it's Ksuva, then, they have, then, then, she has to, then she needs to swear, but not for the Mizonos. And it's going like Hanan, and the Machlok is Hanan and Bnei Khan which is with somebody whose who's husband is out of the picture and the wife is 
collect, wants to collect mizonos. So Chanan says that she needs to swear at the end, and uh, she doesn't need to swear in the beginning. And uh, and uh, the Bnei Kohanim Gedolim said no, she needs to swear even right away that he doesn't have any arrangements uh, as far as her food, um, and uh, therefore we need to dip into the assets. Anyway. Um, so the Gemara says that doesn't really fit in at all with our with our Gemara because it says that the Yarshin are Mashbiyanosa. If we're talking about where the husband's overseas, nobody's Yarish anything yet. So clearly we're talking about where he's out of the picture, meaning he's passed away. So Rav, Rav Shesha says, you know, it's going on the next line, the other line in the Mishnah. It says she went from the kever of her husband to her father's household or to her, or to her house, the in-law's house, but if she wasn't put in charge of the estate, then the Yashim cannot be Mashbiahar. But if she's an Apatropist, then they can be Mashbiahar only from here on in, and not on what's past. And Rabbi Shem is saying, no, if she's asking for a Ksuva, they can be always Mashbiahar. If she's not asking Ksuva, then not. So, and it's the Machlokas of Abishol and the Rabbanon, uh, which is, uh, if, the, if the, there's a Machlokas, whether the, depending on who is appointing the Apatropist, if the father of the orphans, he was the one who established who's the uh, Petrapis, so then he needs to swear. If it's Bezdin, then he does not need to swear. Now, Bishol says the other way around, that if it was pointed by Bezdin, then they need to swear. And if it was pointed by the father, then they don't need to swear. It's Machlokas. Anyway, Rav Shem knows like Abishol, that's why she does not need to swear, unless she's claiming Wixuva. And they're abundant, all like they're abundant. So the Gemara says that doesn't fit in to the words either. Abaye says, because it doesn't say, it says, calls tovas ksuba. As long as she's claiming her ksuba, she needs to swear. It's not as long as she's claiming, it's im tovas. If she wants her ksuba, then she'll need to swear. That's what it should have said. So therefore, Abaye says, it's going on the next line. We're talking about where the, she, where the, the husband wrote a, a document that, that I trust you implicitly, you do not need to swear to prove we trust you even without any oaths, any promises, okay? And, um, and then he's not allowed, able to make her swear. And uh, that um, comes along, and that's and especially if he puts in not only you, but not only you, but even those all coming from your power, and not only me, but even those coming from me. So my Yashim also cannot make you swear. And that's bind, bind, binding to everybody, except the Rav Shimon holds that if she's claiming her Ksuva, then the Yashim can always be Mashbiyar. And that's the Machlokas of Abishol ben Ima Miriam that we saw the other day, and the Rabbanon, Rav Shimon holds like Abishol that. That that you know, which was basically, yeah. It, the connotation is that the, she should not have to swear. But the, once the chacham put on anybody taking from the yarshim, ksuva needs to swear. So you need to swear. So must, she must. Hold, so Reb Shimon holds a kabbashol benim Miriam, and the rabbanon hold the rabbanon. Shaila is what about the next line? This is the kolzmach tavask subasa. She always has to claim, but if she's not tavask subasa, what's the other pshat? So that's going like so. That's coming lafuke Rebbe Lazar and the other opinion, which basically says that they can always make her swear if she's an apotropus in managing the estate. That's where uh, he disagrees and says that no, it's only when she claims the ksuva then. And only then does she need to swear, but otherwise she does not need to swear, not like those other opinions. So he's really arguing on two fronts, and that is where we left off yesterday, and we'll take it from the Mishnah.